on last week's Irrevelations. I guess you could call it like the David family or something where he's just like living on this area with a bunch of people. And he's like, it's like the branch of David people. It's like us and the Taliban. Once we're friends, now we're not friends. Then we'll probably be friends again. Cool. So he's like Robin Hood now. So don't you want to molest Spears all day long? And he's like, I don't know. Real Uncle Doge. How could you guys not tell me that my son was basically boning David? You know, spiritually. I mean, this is just sloppy. If he had God's blessing, he would have get all the kids. Yes, he would have wiped them out completely. Before we turn to the world, I would like to I can't be a big blessing to people if I'm poor and broke and depressed. I don't feel good about myself. Blessed are they which are persecuted for righteousness. I believe in a literal burning Bible hell just as strongly as I believe in a beautiful heaven. No, no, no. Not God bless America. The Bible means a lot to me, but I don't want to get into specifics. Pray this simple prayer. Lord, speak to me. Ah, so it's a new year, and we're starting our starting our podcast again. I mean, we're playing pretty sloppy. This is this is day of. We're recording here. No one. And I wonder if we're that. gonna. Con- I wonder if we're gonna continue with this podcast because I think I found a way out for us to for, like like retirement. Okay, like we're done. Okay. Iran offers $80 million bounty for Donald Trump's head. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, An $80 million bounty has been placed on Donald Trump's head in the wake of General Qasem Soleimani's... Okay, well, let's talk. Assassination, according to reports. Obviously, we're not going to do that. Theoretically, though. Right. It's only a theory. Let's say you claim that bounty, right? Let's say that you're some crazy libtard. Who wants to do that? Where do you go live after you claim the bounty? Um, it's a good question. I guess Iran. No, I mean, <laughs> I wouldn't. Why would you live there? <laughs> yeah, I know. Fuck that place. I feel like the, the, I don't feel like I feel like the problem here is that Iran doesn't realize Donald Trump would love to run this country just how they run theirs, right? Right. Like you guys are the theocratic you, state. Yeah. It's, uh, you, you guys are, if you guys just put aside your differences, you'd realize how much you have in common. Yeah. Like, if you could just, you know, I get that it's election season, but, you know, just, it, why can't they just do what North Korea did and, um, suck his cock? Yeah. I mean, it's working out great for North Korea. Yeah, they're doing great. North Korea never been stronger. We made it great again. Trump regime. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> For the first time since they uh, beat Japan in that like war in the 16th century. Here's the um, here's the caveat I'm seeing. Uh, allegedly, an 80 million dollar bounty has been placed on Donald Trump's head. Allegedly, official state broadcasters said that one U.S. dollar would be table for every Iranian in the country, with the cash going to whomever killed the U.S. president. See, that's a hiccup. Because if we nuke the ever-loving shit the out money of Iran, the money goes down. Yeah. I'm not going to do it for 20K, I'll tell you that. I'd, as long as there's like 40 of them still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I just wonder, like, uh, so, 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 you, so you're just walking in with the head, they're like, hold on, we got to take a census. They're actually begging you know? Trump to nuke them now, just so yeah. he can get his bounty down. 
Yeah, that's how he, that's self-preservation. Now he's going to have to wipe out Iran just to knock that bounty into the dirt. Like, this is not, this is not 4D chest, Iran. Yeah. This is not how you handle, this is not how you schedule a fucking bounty. I will say I'm super glad that I'm already disabled so I can't get drafted. <laughs> you know? I think I'm too old to get drafted. No, Would they draft a 32-year-old semi-healthy man? No, not when they hear about this podcast. No, for damn sure. <laughs> I'm just like, like I would just be trying to get a Medal of Honor as quick as I could, yeah, so I can get close to him. Oh. <laughs> He's gonna try no. to put that medal on my neck, and I'm just gonna fucking detonate the vest. But if you detonate the vest, you don't get the, you don't get the bounty. Who's it, who's it goes to? Who do you leave the bounty to? Uh, it goes to you, baby. That's, that's, that's yeah. These were thanks, troops. Friends for life. I love yeah, the troops. <laughs> this is a fucking plan. I love the troops now. <laughs> yeah. Oh fuck, I love the troops now. <laughs> I'm all about it. Man, I don't know it's if we can air good. this. I don't know. This I don't, is a good idea. No, we'll do it. We'll do it. It'll be good. Yeah. It's all a joke, you guys. Oh my god. Wink. The Secret Service is coming for us. As usual, as usual, we're just kidding, you guys. You know, my uh, my dad got a call from the Secret Service once. Yeah, uh, he got in an argument with some woman on the phone. I don't know why. Okay. Where he was. This is during the Obama era, I think. No, right? it was uh, during the nineties, uh, and he said that. Oh. The, yeah, our our first black president, not our first gay president. Um, <laughs> uh, Okay. I'm talking yeah, about no, Bill finish Clinton. your joke. So. <laughs> I, got I, I got the reference. I just uh, uh, you mean you, you mean our first black president and our first trans president? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, Bill, my dad quit the Army Reserves because of Bill Clinton, and he like called a I don't know who the fuck he was talking to. You know how it is, and mm-hmm. was like, yeah, that's why I'm quit. I'm not reenlist or re-upping my reserve time. And I guess the lady got mad at him and reported him to the Secret Service for saying that he wanted to shoot Bill Clinton. <laughs> but the call was recorded on her end, and so it kind of backfired. But he got calls from the Secret Service. So like, hey, yeah, we heard about this. And, you know, are you going to do that? <laughs> <laughs> are, you, uh, are you kidding? <laughs> yeah. But he, he, he had never said it in the first place, so it was fine. I don't think that that should be a crime. I know, I mean, there's certain, I, I feel like... I'm going to be full on. I believe fully in freedom of speech. I, yeah. I don't. I don't understand sedition or sure. treason. I think it's funny. Yeah, oh, it is funny. It's my first, when World War Three kicks off, you and me are going to be at the forefront of hot of sedition memes. Okay. Yeah. Good. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Um, yeah. Yeah, that'll be great. I mean, really, really, troops. Your commanding officer is the only real thing keeping you there. I mean, if you get rid of that, that's true. Um, that's what I heard. Yeah, I don't, again, not sure if this is the road we should go down with our Bible podcast. <laughs> we support the troops. We do. The, you know, the one percenters are of the troops we don't support. Yeah. Like, I think there's got to be a breakdown. I don't support all the troops. No, I support a troop or two. I mean, honestly, if we're going to, let's do a hierarchy of troops we support. At the top, dead and injured troops. Yes. Support those the most. Yeah. It's easy bottom, because most of them are dead. At, at, right anything. below that are the traitors, the Snowdens and the uh, Chelsea Mannings of the world. Yeah, Chelsea was, though. Yeah. Um, then who? I want the whole hierarchy. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody else, I guess. <laughs> Just way, way down there, way yeah. down there. What about, uh, you know, there's been a, a rash of uh, issues with white supremacists in the army. <laughs> Where are they at on your hierarchy? 
Those are the worst <laughs> troops. Those are the worst troops. I feel like, uh, I don't know. Is it worth it having white supremacists in the army just to have like a body there patrolling? Wait, are you asking me? Some Iranian village? Is it worth it to have people that hate brown people? be tasked with killing brown people no i think it's a match made i mean isn't that just is that just yeah yeah that's a isn't that just isn't that just it's putting them to good use yeah yeah i mean yeah it's why it's why you have like uh baltimore police uh patrolling the ghettos you get the people most likely to abuse their position yes in a position of power over the people they want to abuse yes no i agree that's that's a no-brainer you know i think that's i think that's something we can agree on and that uh i like that that's uh, who you want yeah I like that. I like that Trump was saying that he was going to bomb fifty-two uh, areas of cultural importance. What? And be like, yeah, you like you didn't read this? No, it just came out. Jesus. He went on television, I guess, and was like, "I'm going to blow up some fucking mosques." And uh, people were like, "What? Wouldn't that be a uh, war crime or like a violation of the Geneva Conventions?" I don't think that. And all these fucking that. all these MAGA nerds were like, uh, "Actually, uh, we didn't actually sign that part of the Geneva Conventions, oh, so it's all cool." Great. <laughs> yeah, wow, it's cool. We're so good at this. You know, yeah, we actually said it's cool, you know? Oh, my God. So. I didn't know there was an unsigned part of the Geneva Convention. I'm learning so much today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've been I've been in some fucking rabbit holes. I actually, I'm excited because I want to, I know we've been talking about treason and seditions against people in authority, yeah. which is a good theme for today's episode. Oh, it is. <laughs> as we get it? into the, as we continue the story of David. It is, yeah. Although you're wrong, but we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that. But, uh, yeah, this is the Revelations podcast yes. still. Soon to be uh illegal podcast, um, I'm sure. Right. This is definitely going to be one of our last few episodes. We only made it <laughs> like a fifth of the way into the Bible, maybe. A I was just, that was, it was always going to be this way, Grant. I guess so. It was always too late. I shouldn't say my name on this episode, but my name is Grant DeVoist. <laughs> And I'm Cole Delusky. And this is episode 67. 67 of the podcast. We're in 1 Samuel. We're picking up in chapter 23. Hell yeah. It's stupid. I hate this book. <laughs> it has taken us forever to get through yeah. this Bible. But uh, I'm, I'm liking it. Um, we're uh, Should we just get into it? Th- we're back in Samuel 23? Yeah, as long as we'll stop talking about the president. I'm fine with that. <laughs> <laughs> violence against authority figures. Yeah. Uh, speaking of that, um, so when last we followed David, uh, he was like just hanging out and hiding from Saul under this perpetual oppression from uh, the authorities. Yes. Uh, and Saul he created was what might priests. be, yeah, what might be considered a cult. Him and like was it four hundred dudes or six hundred dudes? David four hundred. Yeah, David's hanging out with four hundred guys in kind of a weird commune situation. Treasons. Yeah. So a, a a a militia as it would be. Yes. Okay. So David gets told, right? He's he's been out on the run for for a while now. Basically just dodging Saul at every opportunity. Saul is is basically doing war crimes on his own people to try and catch David. It's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. When David hears, "Hey, uh there's some Philistines fighting against the town of Kaliah or Kel Kila, Kila, whatever. They're looting the threshing floors, which I feel like the threshing floor. That's the stuff you don't even want anyway. 
I don't. Yeah, I'm not quite sure. I don't like this they're, term. They're, they're literally like, "Hey, man, they're fucking robbing the threshing floors." I'm like, "Okay." It must be, like, be like, a figure of speech that I don't get. It'd be like if they were like, "Oh my god, Canada's invading Detroit. They're robbing every dump in town." I'd be like, "Yeah, that's. Yeah. I don't know how I feel about that." Is that where, should we mount the response? Is that? What are just, they doing? They're sorting our recyclables. I'm like, "Oh, we got to stop that shit." <laughs> <laughs> so, David, whatever the whatever the case may be, the Philistines are at least, at the very least, pestering the city of Kila. And uh, he asks God, he says, hey, uh, should I should I step in here? Because David talks to God. Not not yeah, just some know. fucking voice in his head. Um, and God, my, my Bible says that he inquired of the Lord, which I think could also mean he's just asking the priests. I don't know. They roll dice. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> roll them both. But the Lord answers specifically, yes, go attack the Philistines, save Kila. All right, so... David good. is a good boy. Could he fucking two shoes? I think something interesting is that David's... Me- so basically, uh, David's like, all right, uh, God, should I kill the Philistines? And God's like, yeah, man, fucking do it. Like, like you don't got enough on your mind? You don't got enough things going on? And the people are kind of like, wait, 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 wait. We're here... I don't know if you knew this, David, but we're here in hiding? Yeah. And uh, there's only like 400 of us, and we don't really have the support of the king. You want us to just go fight another war on another front to like... Yeah. What the fuck? Basically, oh, yeah. Do, why why expose ourselves um, when we're already so vulnerable is the idea. It's like you already started a civil war with the U.S. and now you want to fight Mexico? That's not a smart yeah. way to what play. What is this? Uh, uh, what is that movie? Red Dawn? Suicide Squad? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, yeah. Basically, uh, the men are concerned that this is going to give Saul the opportunity to kick their asses. Especially because... If there is a Philistine rabble at Kila, there's a good chance that Saul's going to be headed there anyway, right? Like, I mean, he is the king, and he's kind of in charge of law and uh, taking yeah, care would, of Philistines. You would, you would think. So like, if your whole thing is to avoid the army, yeah, I wouldn't go to... Don't go to a yeah. potential battleground. But uh, he's like, no, uh, God's going to deliver the Philistines into my hand, you know? like it, It'd be like if you were like a dick. I, I feel like Dave is just addicted to it, you know? Yeah. Like, addicted to battle. Like, he just can't stop. It, it, it'd be like if I was running from the cops, and I'm like, hold on, stop in that 7-Eleven. They're like, what, what's going on? I'm like, I got to fucking play some scratch-off tickets. So like, <laughs> <laughs> like, I got five bucks in my pocket. You robbed you 7-Eleven. And you're yeah. like, it's like you just robbed a bank, and you stopped to rob a 7-Eleven while you're running from the yeah. police. Um, <laughs> and your your men are like, hey, uh, really? And you're like, yeah, I need to do this. God said. Um, so David takes his men, regardless, <clears throat> fights the Philistines, takes their livestock, which for some reason they brought to this battle with them, um, says he inflicted heavy losses on the Philistines and saved Kila. Yay! Um, yeah, I don't know. I kind of wonder what the fuck this is about. Like, why? Oh, well, I guess I know why. Yeah, I, you we'll, know why. We'll get forward. Um, yeah, it's going to explain that later. So it also mentions that uh, Abiathar, the son of Ahimelech, the priest, uh, he's the one guy that survived Saul's uh, slaughter of the priests. Uh, brought an ephod down with him when he fled to David at Keilah. So now we've got – David's got his own little, like, church set up kind of, right? I think something else interesting is that um, – so he basically takes Keilah and is like, oh, well, I saved these people and I saved them from the Philistines. It's probably your, – your threshing floors are safe, everybody. This is probably a good place to, like, hide out. Yeah. Like, you've won their loyalty, right? At this you point, would think, right? You would think. I mean – if there's anything these Jews are known for, it's their loyalty. I don't know what that was. A, was that a jab? I don't. I don't know. I don't what know. That means. <laughs> <laughs> if 
felt listeners of the audience know. That felt but uh, bad. Um, but anyway, no, so Saul hears that David's gone to Kila, and and he's just like he's just rubbing his hands like, oh fuck yeah. God has surely delivered him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. So it's kind of like, uh, like, he, like um, David's looking around. He's got these heavy gates. He's got these bars. He's like, oh, yes, this will surely keep me safe. And Saul's like, hmm, this bird is caught in its cage. Yeah, and he's right. It should be perfect. So David finds out that Saul knows because apparently they have, like, Facebook or whatever, and he saw the post. Well, it's in verse 23.8, then Saul called all the people together for war to go down to Keilah to besiege David's men. So he's on his way. Yeah, but... And I guess David just... How would you know? Here's this plot. I guess. Whatever. I don't know. So somehow David... Can you call the entire people together for war without David finding out? Well, clearly he didn't call the people of Keilah. (laughs) I guess. Anyways, David finds out, and he gets the ephod, right? Um... Which I guess would mean he gets Abiathar, the priest boy. And he says to him, all right, he talks to God through the priest, which is weird because he didn't earlier. I think I think something we're going to notice. So basically, God calls Abiathar and says, bring the Ephod here. Um, And he starts to ask God, hey, is Saul coming to destroy me? And will the Kila of will the men of Kila give like turn me in and like fuck me over well yeah D- david fucks up and asks a two-part question so he well, asked- i think the i think the reason why it's important is that the ephod has the umen and the thumen around yeah the, the dice that you roll that flip yes no right dice. so he he really needs a fight because he's actually asking god for like hey flip a coin if his heads they're gonna kill me tails they're not or whatever yeah he's literally he, this is a magic eight ball situation um right absolutely 100 percent but that makes me wonder what happened last time when he didn't use the ephod. Because it says the ephod didn't get to him until Keilah. Anyways, David asks it two questions. He says, first off, is Saul coming to kill me? Second, will the people of Keilah give me up? And all God says is, because he's an apol, all God says is, he will. So he's like, okay, you didn't answer both parts of the question. <laughs> yeah. So he says, all right, will the citizens give me up when Saul gets here? And this time the Magic 8-Ball says, yes, they will. So David knows that he can't stick around. He gets all his men, which is now up to 600. Uh, it was four. Mm-hmm. Now we're six. Uh, he leaves Kila. I'm assuming maybe some Kila conscriptions, right? Maybe those people liked him, and so a few of the young youngsters joined up. I feel like... I feel like he's just sort of like a Robin Hood figure where he's just picking people up as he goes. Like everywhere he goes into town, he's like um He's like walking across a log on on the river and runs into a big guy who won't let him across and they right. fight with yeah, sticks. You got it. <laughs> fight with sticks. Uh, I was thinking more like a um Daenerys Targaryen situation okay. where as he's conquesting, people are like, I like that guy. I'm like wherever you go. I mean, I got nothing here. I got all this debt. My fucking threshing floor has been just completely destroyed. I gotta, you know, I'll go with you. You seem like you got a fucking head on your shoulders. Yeah, that's fair. So he takes all his men, and they go out into the wilderness strongholds, it says. So I'm guessing, like, old forts and shit. I don't really know what that means. Maybe just caves. So I don't know. Was there forts at the time? I mean, there's fortified cities. They've made mention yeah, of that. Yeah, because, I mean, think about all the Canaanites they've killed. There's got to be, yeah, be just, like, orphanages that are empty now because... Or full of skeletons, at least. Right, right. There probably was a bunch of orphans that made, like, a mud hole, and David's like, sweet. A fortress. If we had had another foot, 
and then we're good. <laughs> we make this wall just one foot higher. So if we crouch down, we'll be great. He and his men are running around, hiding in the hills, basically just being cowards, as far as I can tell, right? Yeah. Weak. I think I, I think it's all going to come to a head with the next chapter of kind of like what David's motivations are, sure. like what the fuck's going through his head, but we'll, we'll get through it. So while they're out there, uh, guess who shows up? None other than David's star-crossed lover, Jonathan. Um, yeah, I wonder how Jonathan just happens to find him. How's that about? Like Saul's been searching the entire countryside, but Jonathan just like I, I, I feel like he's got like some kind of div- divination rod or something. No, he can smell him. That's just constantly pointing towards David's. <laughs> <laughs> he can smell his ass. Hell um, yeah. So Jonathan gets out of there, and this is funny because the last time that they were together, Jonathan made David swear, "Hey, David, I'm you know I'm pretty sure that you're going to." Uh, you know, be the boss eventually. Please don't kill me. You know, please, I know I'm Saul's son. Customarily, you would kill all of his sons when you got the chance. It's fun, yeah. But please, not me. And David's like, bro, I love you. Yeah, so once again, Jonathan requests the same thing to David, which is crazy. I, like, um, what, what, I don't know what your wording is for 2316, but it basically, then Jonathan, Saul's son, arose and went to David in the woods and strengthened his hand in God. There's so much just weird, vague references to, like, uh, strengthening your hand and stuff like that. Like, how would you strengthen your hand? Uh, mine like, says, some kind of exercise? Mine says, <laughs> mine says, helped David find strength in God. So basically, uh, they yeah, prayed together. I bet you could just hear uh, David just be like, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. <laughs> and the people are like, hell, yeah, he's getting closer to God. Hell, yeah, man, that's a fucking good boy right there. Yeah. He's praying loud. Yeah. Comes out like, wow, you're sweaty from that prayer sesh. Um, so whatever it is, Jonathan basically is his morale and uh, helps David uh, be big and strong in the face of, you know, Saul. And the two of them make their covenant. Um that uh, Jonathan basically says, hey, you know, don't worry, buddy. My father Saul is not going to lay a hand on you. You're going to be the king. You know, treat me good, too, though. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, the, before before God, it says they made this covenant. And then Jonathan goes back to his house and David stays in the wood. Long trip. Yeah. Just to hike out to the desert. Uh, just to Yeah, big hike into the desert just to give a guy pep, a pep talk. Yeah, pep talk. Yeah. Good friends. Yeah. The best of friends. Yeah. Give him, old, go, oh, gave yeah. him a pep job. Yeah. <laughs> God, I love David and Jonathan. Yeah, I just think they're, they're so horrible. cute together. I really, we should write the uh, screenplay for this. Uh, well, I've got a fucking fanfic. Did you see there's the Netflix show about Jesus, gay Jesus? No. Oh, uh, yeah. Brazilians funny. were throwing Molotov cocktails at the writer's house. <laughs> yeah. Don't piss them off. No, you'll piss them. Yeah, no sinning in Brazil. Um, okay, so the Ziphites, which I'm assuming are the desert dwellers of Z- the desert of Z- Ziph. Right? Isn't it crazy that people that live in the desert have like a name like that? Anyways, uh, the Ziphites went up to Saul at Gibeah and said, Hey, uh, you know, David is hiding out around our strongholds out in our hills near Haresh. Why don't you go kick his ass and then we can get credit for helping you do it. And you'll, we'll be like your favorite people. You'll love your little desert people. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, snitches in this time. Yeah, because we know that Keilah would have been snitches if he hadn't left. I mean, these are the Ziphites, so we already know you can't trust these Ziphites. They just run over to Saul. Hey, yeah. David's hiding out with us. Come get him. Yeah, bunch uh, of- I I can't imagine David would trust them twice, but yes, yeah, it no. does seem kind of interesting. Uh, so basically, they tell Saul, "Hey, uh, 
David's over with us. And Saul, I love. I don't. I don't really understand Saul. So he's like, "Blessed are you of the Lord, for you have compassion on me." Everyone really is the hero of their own story, you yeah, know. Like, yeah, he's oh, just like, sure. you know, he's just like, man, thank you guys. Everyone's all fucking. I've been having such a rough time with it. Everyone likes David. All the women are singing his songs. It's nice to have like a friend. It's just me, you, and Doug, just yeah. a triumvirate yeah. cool. <laughs> Doug the killer of priests. Yeah. But he's I mean, like, really, this is you know, David is. Uh, in revol- is in a revolt, right, against uh, Saul. Right, so right. any anything that Saul can get, uh, yeah, Saul, Saul definitely do- uh, feels that David's in revolt. Well, he is. Um, I mean, God is. God told him that David is going to take the throne from him. I mean, that's right as revolt yeah. as it gets. And as torn as you are. So uh, Saul, the Ziphites, they've proven their worth. They're cool. He's like, listen, you guys know the hills. You know, you, you you speak the language of the trees. I need you to go in there and just scout it out and figure out where he's hiding. I know he's in the area, but this dude is a lurking piece of shit. Yeah, he's like, I know that David is sly. So yeah. he, he requests that they Sneaky. basically nail down his, yes, they nail down his exact position, then come back and report to him so that he can basically go in and just clean up shop, right? Right. And they do exactly that. Um, they went out <clears throat> and they uh, discover that he's in the desert of Maon. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Araba south of Jeshaman, whatever the fuck that is. Oh, everyone's going to know where that is. Yeah. yeah. So Saul and his men uh, begin this search once they know where uh, where David's at. And um, it says that he uh, – God, sorry. I'm trying to read all this shit as I as uh, I Basically, it says that uh, as Saul is chasing him, David is like figuring out where Saul is and just getting the fuck away from him. It, it, it says specifically, so Saul's chasing him, David's running away, uh, 2326. When Saul went on one side of the mountain, David and his men were on the other side. So David made haste to get away from Saul. Real Scooby-Doo situation. Men, yeah. <laughs> for Saul and his men were encircling David and his men to take them. And right as Saul is about to catch up to him, a messenger runs to him like, oh, God, these fucking Philistines have invaded the land. You got to come get them. And so Saul immediately breaks off from his pursuit of David and goes to fight the Philistines. Because guess what? He's a fucking good king. All right. Yeah, he's can we, can we this admit this? Um... He takes He immediately. <laughs> so obviously he's out here trying to catch this fucking fake ass heir to the throne, whatever. Because he loves Jonathan, I'm sure, right? If Saul right. gets to stay king, Jonathan gets to He's become king. He's got to protect king. his interests. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he definitely cares deeply about the separation of church and state. Yes, exactly. He's a he's a good man. He's a constitutionalist. Uh, right. Yeah. We love him. So, and then as soon as, you know, his petty squabble means nothing the moment that he finds out his people are in danger. And he goes to kick Philistine ass. He's, he's awesome. You know. I guess. You could almost um, only have a worst king. Probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. uh, but anyway, from where th- this happened, they called that place the Rock of Escape, which is cool, cool I guess. Oh, yeah. Great. Sweet name. Um, and then from there, David fled to the strongholds at En Gedi. And that's the whole story of um, Samuel 23, First Samuel 23. Great. And now we're going to get into like a fun bit, uh, a continuation of this sort of uh, motif, I guess. Now for Samuel 20, 1 Samuel 24. So Saul is finished dealing with the Philistines, and he's back on David's trail. And uh, he gets a report that David is now in the wilderness of En Gedi. Which now, so Saul, to, today, En Gedi is a beautiful nature preserve in Israel. You should visit it. Great. 
anyway, yeah, it's yeah. cool. It looks gorgeous. Yeah, it is. I looked at yeah, pictures of I it. Mean, I I would go to Israel every week if I could. Okay. It seems like just a great place. Yeah. Um, so Saul takes 3,000 dudes and goes to chase David and his men on the rocks of the wild goats, which yeah. is probably also great. I bet it's gorgeous. Into that. Yeah. I bet, yeah. Adventure travel. So uh, as Saul is chasing after David, he's like, ooh, I have to shit. And he's like, oh, there's a cave right there. I can take a huge mega fucking pants-splitting dump. Fill that cave that up. Yeah. Fill that fucking cave up. Hey, guys, I'm going to need that whole cave. And afterwards, nobody make eye contact. Yeah, and so yeah, he yeah. goes into this cave to take a shit. And uh, just as he's in there. Notice. Um, wait, notice real quick. He doesn't have some special toilet kit brought around with him. He's a man of the people. He goes and shits in a cave just like you or I. Yeah. yeah. I don't I mean I don't shit on caves. I shit right in the middle of the road. Well, yeah, but that's you. Uh so he goes in there and he's going to take a really good poop. And it, he just so happens because the Bible is full of these little coincidences. Just so happens to choose the one cave that David and his, his 600 compadres are hiding in. And apparently like, Saul couldn't smell that. So he may be a good king, but he has a horrible nose. Yeah. I feel like, you know, 600 dudes running around the desert hiding. They're going to smell in a, in a single cave? Yeah. I don't know. So, so and imagine this shit. Because this is the kind of shit that it must have been. Is that David has the time to be like, hey, what's that fucking smell? Is that? Holy fucking shit. That's Saul. Yeah. Saul's in our cave taking a fucking dump. Uh, you know what? I do. We are saying that he's taking a dump. He could be um, jerking off. Yeah, it says Saul went in to attend to his needs, so I don't exactly know what that means. He's it would be even stick. crazier if it was jerking off. Like, you're yeah. David, you're hiding from Saul, <laughs> you turn a corner, there he is, just fucking one hand against the wall, tripoding, <laughs> just spraying his fucking load all over the wall. Yeah. Do you know why he would crank it in a, in a cave? Is because you could mm-hmm. get a good shadow in there against the wall, and you could make like, okay. a, you could make like a lady shadow. Oh man, it's fucking brilliant! Like you're making a shadow puppet with one hand. <laughs> yeah, and you jerk off to your and shadow coming puppet. all over its face. Yeah, that's fucking. That's the kind of ingenuity you do the that voice. he's bringing to the kingdom. <laughs> oh, it's, it's me, your favorite concubine, Jezebel. <laughs> man, if I were David, I'd be like, "This is this is fucking God's glory right here." He's delivered into yeah. my hand. Um, <laughs> so all of David's homies are like, "Dude, there's Saul, probably jerking it for PC reasons. We'll say he's taking a dump." And uh, they're like, he, God has truly delivered Saul into your hands. Go that you may do to him as it seems good to you. Uh, we've seen this before, but um, they're basically this whole thing like, hey, whenever people are like, hey, go and do whatever seems good to you, they essentially mean evil. You yes. know, like, take those women and do as seems good to you. You're like, oh, okay. I, certainly you don't mean like walk them home safely at night like no no i said no. it seems good to you not like to society <laughs> not to, them. to them <laughs> yeah you know like doing good seems good to you bro um so david sneaks up on saul which again i mean saul must be some kind of distracted uh and he cut off a corner of saul's robe secretly and then like scurried back into the cave and it happened afterward that david's heart troubled him because he had cut Saul's robe like what's the significance of the robe cutting uh, um is that okay so in the Bible? I think part of it Saul grabbed Samuel's robe and tore it 
Oh yeah. When Samuel was like, "By the way, you fucked up. You you gave that um, offering without my fucking blessing. I hate you. You fucked up." And Saul's like, "Please, please, please!" And he grabs Samuel's robe and tore it off. And Samuel said, "Just as that robe has been cut from apart, so will you be cut from the nation of Israel and God's glory, or whatever." So it's. So just I like don't a, know. There's kind of this. I don't know. It's a reference. It's like maybe, a weird reference, basically. Yeah, maybe. Maybe David tears off a bit of his robe, and it's like, well, just as this robe piece has been, just as I have pulled this corner from your robe, he's already planning off. his monologue. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm going to fucking cut Dave or Saul from yeah. Israel or whatever. It, I don't it, know. It Does might it come back into play anything? later, but it hasn't, as far as I've read. Um, right. but, but then but the says, point is, is that you go ahead. Yeah, he feels bad about it, right? Suddenly his conscience hits him because he's a fucking coward. And he goes <laughs> to his men, and he goes, "You know, God told me not to kill Saul, although I don't remember that." No. But he says, God told me not to kill Saul. He's my master. He is the Lord's anointed for now. Um, And I can't lay a hand hand on him. Um, I think think the way my Bible describes it, I don't think God told him directly. It's just that David's like, you know, Saul was anointed by God. He is my master. And it would be a sin to stretch out my hand against an authority figure that has been set up by God. Yeah, and just imagine being David's men here, all right? So (laughs) you're running, you're running, you're always hiding from Saul. It sucks. You're away from your family. You're subsisting off of desert critters, I guess, cactus, sand. I don't know. What do you eat out there? I'm not a fucking desert guy. But suddenly, your main enemy, the only person standing between you and being able to go home and like live a normal life under your new king, who you're going to be the favorite of. Right. Walks into your fucking cave you're hiding in, completely vulnerable. And David's like, guys, Naked. no. Come on, no. guys. Fellas. I, I do think it's kind of funny that when David, um, when his uh, wife was like, oh, don't kill David. He's he's under the weather today. The assassin's like, all right, cool. And then Saul's like, man, fuck that shit. You fucking get a guy. Uh, whatever, whatever advantage you can take, do it. And then, like, Saul walks over and is taking a shit and then, like, jerking off into it. And David goes, whoa, I'm not. Ooh, this would be weird. I'm just going to sneak over. Take a little snip from his robe. Get the fuck out of here. I feel like but, he could have easily killed here, and it would have been like God. Like they could have written that into the Bible as, "Yay, David did it. God sent Saul to him." Like right. it would have been easy to write it that way. I, I hate this. Whatever. But anyway, the point is, is that David. Uh, I feel like this conflict has been brewing, and David hasn't quite figured out how he was going to handle it. And then finally, 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 after being chased and chased and chased and not really knowing why he's being chased and not really knowing what the fuck Saul's deal is in the first place. Yeah. Um, Saul just shows up with his back turned and his pants off. Yeah. And awesome. David's like, ooh, I can actually stop this. But I think the point is, is that David still doesn't hate Saul. He's got no real beef with him. Saul, it's, it's, all, it's entirely a one-sided aggression. Yes. I don't think David's heart's in it. So he has this epiphany, like, you know what? This has gone far enough. There's been just obviously just been a huge misunderstanding. I don't know what the fuck Saul's deal is. But David and Saul also haven't really talked to one another this whole time. No. Like, it's all been like Jonathan being like, David, uh, my dad's trying to kill you. And David's like, a lot of hearsay. Your dad's trying to, yeah. And then Saul having people whisper in his ear about, ooh, come kill him, and yada, yada, yada. Yeah. So. The, the point is, is that David sits down, thinks about it, like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I'm just going to deal with it my way. I'm going to talk And he to runs him. out. Yeah, he runs out to Saul, bow down before him, and is like, my lord, the king, um, and bows down in front of Saul. 
And David says to Saul, why do you listen to the words of men who say, indeed, David seeks you harm? Look, this day your eyes have seen that the Lord delivered today into my hand. You can't the read the what King the James fuck? Version. All right, listen, yeah, the just, point is, yeah. <laughs> like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to paraphrase this because it's a long monologue he gives. He basically says, look, I could have killed you today. My people told me to kill you. I'm not. Who the fuck is out here telling you that I want to? Clearly, I don't. You know, I just had the opportunity. Those dudes are liars. Um, nothing nothing in my uh, that I've done shows you that I'm guilty of wrongdoing or rebellion. I don't. I'm not. I'm just running because you want to kill me, not because I want to start an army against you, basically. Um, my hand will not touch you, though. The, the Lord ev- will avenge you if he wants to, but that's not my job, basically. Um, right. And he says, and I think kind of as like a little capstone, he's like, listen, if I wanted to kill you, I would have. Look, I got this piece of your will. Yeah. Like, that's how close I got to you, bro. Yeah. And so then he basically says, and by the way, like, why are you out here with your fucking army? What are you, who, who are you looking for? A, 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 a dead dog? A flea? You know, like, I'm nothing. Why are you, why are you coming after me with 3,000 men? Jesus. Uh, David yeah. finishes and Saul. Okay. So David talks for like 10 minutes and then Saul goes, David, is that you? <laughs> <laughs> it's like the a really funny guy yelled at moment. Yeah. Um, and then he starts crying because he, he does recognize that it's David. And, and, and Saul is just all emotional now, right? He hears this whole speech and he's like, you're, you know what? You're more righteous than I am. I can see why God wants you to be king and not me. Because, again, Saul is humble and willing to admit when he's wrong. He's the best king there ever was. <laughs> Let's let's take a minute and talk about this. I feel like when David, I feel like David obviously is aware that Saul is trying to hurt him, but I think also maybe mentioned is that I think David just is aware that Saul's kind of fucked up in the head, you know, sure. like this whole heart well, he playing the heart stuff for him. Yeah, yeah, it's like being married to a guy with sex addiction. You know, yes, he went to Reno. Yes, he fucked five whores. Yes, you got an STD from it. But come on, he's yes. fucking you know, like. Yeah, he's a he's a nymphomaniac or whatever. You know what do you want? What do you want from him? I mean, that's you know. Apparently, he's lots of sex. You married you married him because you wanted all the sex. Yeah. yeah now you gotta, yeah. you know, you get the app, the stick and the carrot, so to speak. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I like it. I, I want to specifically mention my uh, my concordance here. Uh, it's very interesting. Um, basically. David did recognize two crucial truths. First, God's providential control of history was all that was necessary for handling Saul's case. Like, I don't know what the fuck. Basically, like, don't worry, don't worry. Saul's going to get his. And second, David must not place himself in the position of marshalling an attack against one whom God had placed in authority. Uh-huh. Um, basically, it's stating that, like, and I think this could speak to today, that the leader of like your country while he may be a criminal and maybe actively i don't know putting children in cages <laughs> he's obviously assigned by god and just shut the fuck up and do what he says you know yeah. it's not your fucking you know no, that's a good point <laughs> just obey your masters you dumb fucks you fucking libtards <laughs> yeah no kidding and don't uh, say anything violent um yeah. <clears throat> <laughs> so, so so this I po- also like that. Uh, I also uh-huh. really like the whole vibe of like uh, David being like, "And look, I've got this piece of your fucking um, just a little bit of your edge. robe, yeah, a little yeah. bit of edge." I feel like it's like when you have like a, a kidnapped girl in your basement. 
Okay. And you, she just keeps when trying to escape. Do. Yeah, you know? And you're just like, listen, look, look, look. You just sit like a little VHS tape of like you watching her sleep. And you're like, listen, if I'd wanted you hard, I would have done it then. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, you, see what's you up. Standing, like, up. standing over her bed jerking off. <laughs> yeah, like calm down, you know. Let's come well, to breakfast. Let's be a family. Well, that's horrifying. And also another reason on this one episode that you should be arrested. We're up to quite a few now. Uh, yeah, good. Thanks for that. Thanks for that metaphor that, that you've shared with us. Um, I think I think that it's uh, it's funny that he ended up using the robe that he felt so bad about and still kind of using it. Uh, you know, like he had the turn of conscience and felt bad about cutting the robe, but then he's still using it. So I don't know. It's just kind of interesting. I mean, I guess it's like the evidence. I, I think it's interesting because – it does mean something to Saul. Saul was like, obviously, you were not my enemy, because enemies don't spare their enemies. Yeah. You know, like, you don't spare an enemy. I have certainly never have, except for that one I time I doomed, yeah, you know, except for that one time I spared the king of the Amalekites and got banished from God. You know? Well, he learned his lesson. And yeah, did like, God not, in fact, punish him for that? So it's all kind yeah, of, you know, this is a weird, I still am There's just pissed that, that lessons, I'm yeah. pissed that God is trying to dethrone Saul still. <laughs> so goddamn stupid. But basically, they're like, okay, listen, I, 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 okay, we have obviously had some kind of misunderstanding. Yes, we're probably not going to be good, but I indeed know now. So this is Saul speaking to David. Yeah. Uh, twenty four twenty. And now I know indeed that you shall surely be king, and that the kingdom of Israel shall be established in your hand. Therefore, swear now to me by the Lord that you will not cut off my descendants after me, and that you will not destroy my name from my father's house. Because you have to imagine, normally that's the way of doing things. If, an, if a dynasty takes over, you kill any potential potential you kill any potential pretenders to the throne. Um, that would just be customary, I think, at that point. Uh-huh. Um, if I were David, I'd be like, "Listen, Saul, real talk. Jonathan's not having any kids." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's not, not, not that me that's going to do it. You know? <laughs> like, um, anyways, so he, he Saul is basically pleading, I know you're going to be king eventually. I see it coming just like Jonathan did. Just don't kill my family, <laughs> right? And David's like, well, for one, your daughter is my wife and your son is my other wife. So why would yeah. I do that? He's like, listen, if Jonathan can't get pregnant, he's not having kids. Like, just yeah, 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 yeah. It's only going the one way. Um, so basically they, they come to an agreement, uh, David swears that oath to him and Saul leaves, leaving David uh, and his men up in the desert stronghold. Yeah. It's the end of chapter 24. I like that essentially David has amassed a sort of rebel army, but it's not like he did it on purpose. It's just weirdos just keep showing up. Yeah. Just, I mean, following the true king of Israel because God fucked up. Yeah. Can't remind you of that enough. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Sam 25? One Sam 25? Yeah, I think we can do one more chapter. I think, and this is this is going to be a fun chapter. one. Fuck all that shit. I'm, I, I'm glad we're almost done with the whole Saul versus David shit. Yeah. And now we have time for a nice little aside. Yeah. Little can I read the first speech. verse of chapter 25? Yeah, give Just it to the me, first Dad. part, because get ready to celebrate. Now Samuel died. <laughs> you know what's weird, though? We're like uh, three quarters of the way through first Samuel. Haven't even started right. second Samuel. Samuel's right. already dead. Sam's already dead. What the fuck? It's nice of him to write uh, so a lot much, of so much shit after his own death. Well, he's a know? prophet. Yeah, it's cool, dude. So he knew what was going to happen. My yeah. Bible states that uh, Samuel wrote the first bit, and then some other prophets just came in there and finished well, up the Well, your Who Bible is dumb. Yeah. 
Um, so Samuel died, and all of Israel got together and mourned. And they buried him at his home in Ramah. And then it says David moved down to the desert of Paran, which is very far south. So it's it's weird that Samuel's so fucking popular. He hasn't done anything. No, he didn't do he shit. Just, I mean, he was a high if, priest, I guess. He's just a weird pedophile. He just shows up in your town, oils up your boys, parade all the boys in front of me, and then whichever one he likes the best, he showers them in oil and then kisses them. Yeah, well, uh, you know, that's his favorite thing. Dude. He's probably been doing it this whole time. There's probably like twenty some kids who think they're going to be the king of Israel. If you think that's weird, you have that's a lot to learn them. learn about the world, Cole. <laughs> that's how it is out there. I'm assuming there's just like a fucking small contingency, a fortnight of children. A just like, I thought I was gonna be king. <laughs> I thought I was gonna be king. They're like, well, fucking Samuel Uncle Sammy promised. Um, yeah, so he's a creep. He's dead now. We're we're fine with that. He wasn't doing anything anymore, right? He was irrelevant to the story. Yeah. He was just old as shit. Um now, does Daniel, sorry, David, rather, Daniel comes later in the Bible. David is still on the run, it seems, which doesn't make sense, right? Uh, they just came to an agreement, but David yeah, is still living know. in the desert like a coyote. Yeah, I don't get it. And so basically, David's living out in the woods with his 600 dudes. Yeah. Uh, who aren't exactly great guys. They're certainly not um, contributors to society. They probably don't pay taxes. Yeah, a bunch of insults. a bunch of fucking hobo pieces of shit. Yeah, we're hobos. And uh, there was a man in Maon, Maon? M-A-O-N. Maon. Whose business Maon. was in Carmel, and he, the man was very rich. He yes. had 3,000 sheep. Yeah. A thousand goats and he was just shearing them in carmel so i guess that's where you go shear carmel's a good shear place yeah um uh, the name of the man was nabal which is let's say Jewish. nabal i like nabal, nabal. yeah oh, if we're gonna say just this is a long chapter nabal yeah all right which is hebrew for fool so guess where this wow yeah geez that totally what isn't a setup for the story what shitty fucking parents everyone's like man why is nabal, nabal such a fucking asshole i'm like i don't know man he's been named dumbass his whole life yeah yeah probably toughens you up it's like why is my son well you named him <laughs> so Uh, so anyways yeah this guy's name literally is fool like it's hard to grasp that i think with the language difference nabal means fool so right uh, again the the it's such paper thin logic that like yeah david's just running around and he meets a guy named dumbass yeah just happens no but 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 greek mythology and people being named uh memory and shit that's that's stupid that doesn't make any sense this is the bible doesn't do that yeah this is all true these are fucking this shit happened yeah, so he's named Nabal. His wife's name is Abigail. Um, it says she is intelligent and beautiful. So we're already setting her up to, you but know. But the man was harsh great. and evil in his doings. He's just a sneaky businessman. Well, he was a Calebite, which yeah. I think should be a good thing, right? Caleb was yeah, fucking Yeah, Caleb dope. was one of the two spies that yeah. uh, with Joshua who were like, yeah. hey, man, Israel looks pretty fucking cool. Let's get in there. And they're like, nope. So David's out there in the wilderness running around, and he hears that Nabal is shearing sheep. I don't know how. Like, who's that spy? The spy's like, hey, the ball is shearing sheep. And David's like, good. That's what I needed to know. I needed to know that someone was shearing sheep. So he, he sends uh, 10 of his men. Uh, and he goes, guys, go to Nabal at Carmel and greet him in my name. Right? Tell him that you're with David. And say to him, <laughs> long life to you, good health to you and your household. And good health to all that is yours. Which is 
that's a little much, right? Great, You're yeah. Oversharing. Um, <laughs> and he says, I, I uh, <clears throat> tell them, you know, hey, I know it's sheep shearing time. When your shepherds were with us, we didn't mistreat him, remember? Which is, I mean, that's the bare minimum, right? Basically, he's saying, hey, I uh, didn't kill your shepherds, so you want to give me some free shit? <laughs> like, the the analogy that I thought of this whole chapter that I'm going to continue with as we go, but thus far, Nabal's like a rich guy. And here comes this dude showing up to his mansion, be like, hey, what's up? Uh, we're friends of David. Like, I'm supposed to know who the fuck that is. Yeah. And by the way, your workers were out in the field and we didn't murder them. And he's like, cool, okay. A bunch of hobos are coming here expecting me to like take some kind of debt to them because they didn't kill my friends? Like, what the fuck is that about? Yeah, bare minimum, right? And so he's- Bare minimum. David's men are asking him to give them shit, to give them food and what have you. So Nabal responds appropriately, in my opinion, uh, who the fuck is David? You know, who, yeah, my, you know, there's a lot of servants out running around these days. I don't, I don't know what you and your people are about. Like, I, I don't know if I can trust you. Why should I take my bread and my water and my meat that I slaughtered and give it to men uh, coming from fucking who knows where? Right. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't know who you are. Yeah. This guy's like, like, Hey man, just so you know, it'd be like if I'm at home and the door knocks, I'm like, all right, I'm going to put pants on. Who the fuck is this? And it's just a scraggly band of fucking hobos. Yeah. They're like, Hey man, listen, check it out. You know how your like girlfriend was walking her dog the other day. We didn't rape her. Can we have like a sandwich? And I'm like, what? I would give them a sandwich. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> by the way, by the way, we're with Robert. I'm like, I don't know who that is. Like, what the fuck is that shit? I don't know. I, why Robert, would he- the sewer king. <laughs> he lives in the sewer. <laughs> <laughs> He's just um, down there so, running the show, hiding so, from Trump. So, yeah, so Nabal's like, I don't know who David is. I don't know who Jesse is. Would you guys just get the fuck off my porch? Um, <laughs> yeah. And the men go back. They turned on their heels like, oh, I wasn't expecting that. I here's, thought this well, guy would be cool. Quick question. And referring back to your horrible example of uh, your girlfriend not being uh, assaulted. Um, if those men came to you, the homeless guys, and said, hey, we just want a sandwich. Remember how we didn't do that to your girlfriend? You give That's them a, a sandwich yeah, because there's a veiled like, threat there. Yeah. Is there a hey, veiled threat a, here? I don't know. I feel like maybe there is. Like if if, if there was I'm a hobo walking in, like, hey, guys, you know, just so you know, uh, we followed you guys around town. We saw plenty of times where they were vulnerable. We didn't hurt them. Can we have some money? I'd be like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just keep doing. It's definitely like a fucking mob shakedown. Yeah. To I say mean, like, you, we didn't fuck up your shepherds. Remember that. But we could. We could now. We could have. I mean, we could have. We definitely thought about it. Obviously, it's definitely in the air now. Yeah. Um. So I love. So basically, the men go back to David and like David Nabal told us to fuck off, and David said to his men, "Every man gird on his sword." Sword up, bros. Yeah. Sword sword up, bro. That's really scary. That's scary. Yeah. Overreaction. So basically, they go to Nabal. Hey, we didn't attack you. You should give us some food. And uh, Nabal's like, get fucked. And then David's like, they want to treat me like a fucking animal? Well, I'll fucking show them a murderer. Like, it's just like, yeah, you're the one that are, you're the instigator of this shit, David. Like, what's wrong with you? Yeah. So David and 400 guys, he leaves 200 back at camp, uh, grab all their weapons, get on the road, and they start heading over to Nabal's town to uh, take by force take what, they, what they couldn't get by just begging like shitheads. Because he's a good man. Right? Yeah, he's a great guy. He's gonna go. He's yeah. gonna go slaughter a bunch of his own people because he's such a good kingly person. You know, if if some panhandler comes asking you for a sandwich, just understand: at any time he could stab you with a screwdriver. Yeah, because 
not only will he do that, but he's going to go back and get the sewer king, and all these people <laughs> are going to rise up. Like a, Be careful, like a, people. Like 400 Pennywise the Clowns coming out of your fucking sewers <laughs> on your street. Uh, some fucking raping Ninja Turtles. <laughs> killing your pets and yeah. eating them. Um, God, these guys are fucking scary. So, so in the meantime, uh, one of Nabal's servants goes to Abigail. And I'm guessing because this servant does know who David is and knows that he is a fucking desert king. And he's like, hey, uh, Abigail, just so you know, David sent messengers to your husband with greetings and it says uh, and it says Nabal hurled insults at them which he didn't do right he didn't insult them he just said uh, no he kind of said you guys are fucking nothing I mean I might have taken offense to him he just said I don't know who you are go away that's not an insult mm-hmm. that's what I'd fucking say that's how I treat him yeah. it's real life get fucked he said uh, the servant's like you know David didn't mistreat us the whole time we were out in the fields uh, they didn't steal anything like that's some <laughs> yeah, kind of great. fucking glowing review Again, yeah, like, oh. they don't say anything good that they did, just that technically they didn't do anything bad. You know, they didn't yeah, you help us fight all, off a wolf. You notice that we're not all raped right now? Like, yeah, yeah, I yeah. did notice that. I did notice that. Now, Abigail is, is an idiot um, and also apparently thirsty for David and tired of her uh, old rich man. Yeah. And so she basically takes 200 loaves of bread. Two skins of wine, five dressed sheep, five sayas of roasted grain, a hundred cakes of raisin, and two hundred cakes of pressed figs, and loads them up on donkeys, and tells her servants, go ahead, take these out to David and his men. <clears throat> so, like a smorgasbord, right? Right. I, I imagine Nabal is kind of like this kind of elderly, fat guy, big belly, probably infinite penis. And Abigail once a week has to kind of like give him mouth love, you know. Yeah, like yeah, spread yeah. the folds, get in there, give him a little sucky sock on his micro penis. She's obviously in it for the money. Yes, you know she's obviously a trophy wife. Well, yeah. And then here comes some strapping ex pool boy David, you know, with his band of uh, hobo army, and obviously she's gonna she's she's gonna jump ship the second she can. Yeah, he's got that hot desert. Musk. I like. I like that my Bible is trying to say that this uppity woman is somehow like a fucking hero of the Bible or some shit. Like, we'll get to it at the end. But basically, Abigail has heard distinctly from one of her servants that Nabal has essentially ruled on the matter. No, no hobo money being given out. Get the fuck away from here. Yeah. And Abigail's like, don't wash my windows. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what that man says. I'm going to steal food from the man that makes all the fucking money. And yeah. I'm just going to, you know, Abigail, who doesn't earn a goddamn thing, decides you know to just of. give away their food. I mean, maybe she earned some of it. Um, so Abigail uh, follows them, right? Uh, follows the food. They get to where David is. And um, I like that she couldn't just trust her servants. Like, it, 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 Nabal, you got to get a fucking, like, uh, a handle on your household. Your wife is just run around town giving... Uh, alcohol to hobos. I don't know if I would. I'd keep an eye on that shit. Stamp that shit out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do what you got to do. So David, David, it says is is riding toward. So she meets David. Kind of, he's coming towards Nabal, and David says, "All these, all this time, I've been watching over this fellow's property. Not asked, but I'm watching <laughs> over his property, and nothing went missing. Not that it should have, but okay." And then David says, makes an oath to God. Basically, he says. <clears throat> May God deal with David 
ever so severely if by morning I leave alive one male of all who belong to Nabal. So basically, David says, may I be fucked in the ass if I don't kill every single male in Nabal's family. What the fuck? What a fucking overreaction. I'm sorry, you didn't get free food from this guy? And you're like, well, I'll definitely kill every single man in that fucking place. He's a lunatic. He isn't, he's the worst person. And it's such a weird, nice guy scenario where he's like, yeah, noticed how I... It'd be like if I like texted a girl and be like, noticed how um, I didn't rape you in your sleep that one time. And she's like, yes? And he's like, okay, well, send me feet pics. And she's like, no, I don't... <laughs> I don't want to do any of that shit. And then, like, her younger sister's like, I'm going to give you this feet pics. I've been taking feet pics secretly. There you go. You know? Oh, my like, gosh. Like, this is a horrible <laughs> analogy. What are you doing? He's like, good. It's good that you brought me those feet pics because I was going to go and rape the shit out of her. And you're like, this is all good guys. The person I worry the least about oh, is the no. guy who's, like, on his way to do the horrible actions if he doesn't get free food out of her. I don't see why Abigail didn't just let him do it. But yeah. regardless, uh, she gets she runs into David as he's on his way to murder everyone that she knows, all of them. And she gets down on her uh, knees, falls at his feet, and is like, is pardon thirsty. us. You know, listen, you have to understand, my husband's name is literally Fool, okay? So, yeah. obviously, he was named that so that he would be a piece of shit Fool, eventually. Again, the logic is just bewildering. Um you know, here's all this shit. Please don't harm him. Uh, just take this gift and and, and feed your boys. Right? Is this the whole gist. story is just cuck fantasy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah Abigail. So. Abigail runs around behind her husband's back to the big sturdy David, and is like, "Don't worry about that guy. He's fucking nothing compared." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so basically, it works, right? Uh, stops David from going and killing everyone. Um. He says to Abigail, David says to Abigail, uh, you know, praise praise be to the Lord who sent you to me. Um, may you be blessed for your good judgment and for keeping me from bloodshed. He's like, man, I really don't want to have to kill all those people. Like, you bringing oh some bread and raisins saved me from having to slaughter countless men. Yeah, you're a good woman. You you really, you really, and she's like, no, you're a good man. He's like, no, you're a good woman. She's like, no, you are, though. Ooh, you're that's fucking... a little foreshadowing, right? They're, they're <laughs> yeah, just no, really sweet on each other. No, aren't you're they? the best. I wonder what's going to happen next. Yeah, between these two. So David takes the food and says, Go home in peace. I have heard your words and granted your request. You're good to go. Ah, uh, you just saved all the men. And so she also gets back. somehow Abigail is like, Also, I know you'll be king someday. Like, I don't. <laughs> okay, weird. cool. Thanks, weird yeah. lady. Yeah. Thanks, hussy. Uh, so she gets back and there's the festivals going on, right? That we had mentioned earlier. Nabal is drunk. It it stated in the beginning that, uh, I guess we're supposed to understand that Nabal is shearing the sheep, which sort of sets it right in the middle of the time. It's like the sheep harvest or whatever. It's like right in the middle of the So they're having a sheep harvest festival or whatever. Right. Some bullshit. Um, so yeah, Nabal's drunk, obviously. Who wouldn't be? Um, she didn't tell him anything until the next morning and... Uh, she tells him about what happened, right? The whole plot that she I found bet she out. didn't tell him when he was drunk because she thought he was going to slap her. Well, yeah, rightfully so. He should. Fucking <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> slap this bitch. Are you shitting me? <laughs> if I was drinking and my girlfriend was like, hey, remember that hobo that came begging for money? She's like, yeah. She's like, I went out to see him secretly at night. And uh, 
I wrote to the I wrote to the Sewer King's lair as fast as I could half of our food and (laughs) blankets. Be like, yeah, I'm gonna fucking cut your goddamn head off. Shit, me. So anyway, she waits till he's hung over the next day to break the news, and uh, the ball is like, what? And he died of a heart attack. Yeah. Well, Uh, it says that his heart failed. And he became like a stone for 10 days, and then he died. So he had like a stroke or something. He had a stroke. Yeah. This is a, yeah, which is, nothing's funny about fucking strokes. It's, it's except for it's this hilarious. guy. <laughs> yeah, it's funny as shit. Yeah. Uh, so the Lord struck Nabal, and he died. Like, Nabal had to die for God? David still got his food. Yep. I don't know, man, this whole story. Well, why did he have to die? <laughs> <laughs> give a bunch of hobos his fucking no, no, no. hard-earned because cash. Because we needed Abigail to be single, ready to uh, yeah. mingle. So so David hears that Nabal was dead, and he goes, Blessed be the Lord who has pleaded the cause of my reproach from the hand of Nabal. Boy, David just will not take Jesus an insult, Christ. will he? Yeah, I Jesus. Know. See, he's a piece of shit. Saul's yeah. better man. And has kept his servant from evil. So basically, he's like, thank God that Nabal died of a heart attack, so I didn't have to sin by murdering him and his whole household. Guess what, David? You didn't have to do any of that. You didn't. Could have just uh, gone to a different festival. Could have gone to fucking Denny's. Yeah, could have gone to any... (laughs) Always go to Denny's. They're open 24 hours. (laughs) (laughs) Why are you you going to kill Nabal? Fucking maniac, David. He's like, oh, thank God that he died of natural causes, so I didn't have to sin by murdering him and all his house. I think the real thing here, and we're going to learn a lot about David later on after he's king, that he is thirsty as fuck, as the kids say. He will do anything for the pussy. He will do anything for a hot piece. And so I think the reason he's glad Nabal is dead is because he knew about it. He knew that now Abigail was free, because what does he do immediately? Following following word of the death of Abigail's husband, he sends her a marriage proposal, like, in the mail. <laughs> like, yeah, he's just like, he sends his messenger, hey, uh, <laughs> like, literally, she's sitting there, like, trapped underneath Nabal's cold, dead body. And I was like, hold on, hold on. And then, like, the guy's, like, no, 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 standing wait. there, watching her try to free herself, be like, by the way, uh, when you finish all that, David's uh, looking to marry you. I picture that it's at the funeral, and she's in all black. And a, a messenger rides up on a on a horse, and like everyone like turns at this funeral, and uh, like the the messenger's like waiting, you know, to have a word in because he doesn't want to interrupt. And the priest is finally like, "All right, what? Yeah, you rode up here. You're all dusty. What's up?" And the whole crowd's watching him. And he goes, uh, "David said dibs," <laughs> <laughs> and a bunch I'm of just, angry guys. Her brother, I'm just Nabal's brother, is pissed because he thought he was going to get it. You know? Yeah, probably. Yeah, he was like, I was supposed to fucking hold that. Yeah, uh, I imagine, I'm imagining just like, uh, like the messenger just skateboards up to the funeral, fucking grinds on the coffin, like, all right. <laughs> By the way, what are, what are you doing later? What are you doing later? What are you doing for the rest of your life? Because uh, don't even wait for his body to grow cold. We're here to fucking plow, plow, yeah. plow, plow, plow. David wants to Netflix and kill. Uh, um, so she arose, bowed her face to the earth, and goes to David and says, Here is your maidservant, a servant to wash the feet of the servants of my lord. This girl is nasty. Like, well, this was like, obviously written by men, and this is like yeah. porn. She's a good woman. She's immediately going to come and wash my fucking feet. Yeah. So Abigail gets on the donkey and rides back with her five female servants and She's becomes David's wife. Like a good woman. You you find out that your husband's dead and a fucking angry hobo who was just about to murder an entire household. That turns you on. Uh, some alpha Chad. 
uh, is yeah. like, by the way, get over here. And you're like, and let me bring five of my friends. Why wouldn't I? You know? Hell yeah. Extra foot foot ladies. Um, and so David, uh, it tells us now, has so she becomes his wife. David had also already married Abinom of Jezreel. So he has two wives now. And then we learn, surprise, surprise, because this never got fucking mentioned, that his other wife, Michal, Saul's daughter, was given to another man, which sounds yeah. illegal. Yeah, it is kind of interesting that David, this whole time, he's not a good guy, women. Let me just say this. David had a wife this whole time, and he's just running around town. Yeah. Barely in her. Yeah. Yeah. But meanwhile, he picks up two wives in the midst of a murder rampage. I don't know. I don't, I don't like this it. guy. I'm not crazy about it. Yeah. Anyways, David's a piece of shit. That's all you need to know. That's the end of the Bible. I want to read my concordance on the matter. Oh, no. <laughs> this is the Bible's uh, uh, apologetic bullshit, as usual. Uh, the strange story of Abigail and Nabal was included not only to explain the marriage of Abigail and David, but also to demonstrate God's intervention in behalf of the faithful wife of a vexing husband. Like, yeah, well, oh, yeah, oh, the fact that um, the woman fucking betrayed her husband and then ran off with another guy. Yeah, but he was vexing, though. And Fuck he kind of had, like, the Bible. fucking shitty business practices, you know? Yeah. So, uh, well, his name uh, is Fool. This is her fucking fault. I'm going to speak to some of the men and women of the audience here. If you find that, like, there's a hot trophy wife married to an old rich guy, that's yours. She's just ready to go. You just got to fucking kill him. <laughs> I'm just imagining the dating back then when you got <laughs> named what your biggest problem was going to be. Yeah, and you're like, just... you're like at prom trying to get a girl to dance with you. She's like, what's your name? Flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, thanks. I'm going to go get some punch. <laughs> that sucks, dude. Sorry, man. My fucking dance card's all full. Um, yeah. Uh, Realizing that Nabal had not only refused David's request, but also taunted him, Abigail acted out of love for her husband, as well as out of concern for the multitude of the lives involved. Oh, yeah. She just thought of her husband this whole yeah, time. Yeah, That's all yeah. she's thought about. Of course. Uh, moreover, she provided the necessities requested by David. The necessities? The fuck? And pleaded for leniency towards Hey, Nabal. they needed raisin cakes, all right? That was necessary. And this is how they uh, fucking absolve Abigail of her shit on her husband in front of the hobo king. Um, though she did provide a fair assessment of his character in verbalizing her defense, um, Abigail even offered to accept vicariously the guilt of Nabal. Hmm. Wonder what that means. If, if some woman would be like, yeah, I know that my husband was a little bit rude to you, but I will vicariously accept his guilt. I'd be like, are you trying to fuck? If you yeah, want the he, D, just come with it. Don't fucking <laughs> play these games. We don't have to do this. She's like, baby, it's cold. <laughs> uh... This That this interpretation is surely correct may be understood from David's assessment that God sent Abigail and by the fact that God delivered the death blow to Nabal about 10 days later. Like, it's so much just like, yes, yes, I did have sex with the wife of the guy who fucked on me, but God said it's cool, so I can do whatever I want, bitch. Ugh, just, it's a good book. It's a good book for good people. Just the worst read of, of all time. I mean, I liked this. I liked this episode. What we covered these three chapters, just because uh, it it is continuing to reaffirm my belief that Saul is the better man. 
And then <laughs> yeah. God, God didn't mess up the first time that he thought he did. He messed up the second time when he ch- decided to bail on Saul, who could have been awesome. You know? And if we recall, Saul was basically just picked because he was tall and handsome. And David was picked because God sees the hearts of people. God saw all this. God saw that David likes to fucking cuck play. Yeah. Likes to bowl these Dumb. chicks. Dumb as hell. Um, yeah, cool for him. I don't like it. Do not cool like it. Cool for him. The Bible. The the impeccable word of God. Yeah. Well, I think that's an app, huh? Anything else you want to talk about? No, that's good, though. We dug deep enough. That's all that people need to hear. I feel like... I feel like... It's like it's like when you see a guy getting the shit kicked out of him, and then you like stop the fight. And you're like you've done enough. Like it's all right. No. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> We've done plenty. So if you don't already, follow us on Twitter at Revelations. And if you want to send us an email, you can do that at revelationspodcast at gmail Let us know what you think. Uh, Cole, what you got on your mind? What's your thoughts? I mean, I'm just I'm just thinking about this book. I just I I, I will give some friendly advice to all our audience. Uh, if a hobo comes asking for money, do it, or he will fuck your wife. <laughs> Eventually. You're over your dead body, most likely. Yeah, so probably. <laughs>